Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's another episode of DadCast. I am, of course, JP. That guy is Nick Martin. How you doing, Nick? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm good now. No, but for real though, how are you? <laughs> Not good, uh, but um, I've, I've been better. I know, man. We've been fighting this weirdness with you for like a year, a little over exactly. a year now. It was almost Pretty a year ago. Exactly a year. Yeah. To yeah. the day of this recording, we were in Vegas, and all the badness hit. And there's been ups, yeah. there's been downs, and apparently we're back on another down. You want to fill us in real quick on what's going um, on before we introduce our amazing guest today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just real quick. Um, Bad headaches again, really bad back pain, more weird issues. I haven't eaten really anything in two weeks and uh, lost a bunch of weight. So, so there's that. Part of me wants that badness on me so I can lose the weight. But oh, no, you don't. Okay, it's fair enough. enough. Like I'm hungry. I go and I eat something and then like. 30 seconds later, I'm like, nope, it's nope. It's oh, not work. man. Well, we're always rooting for you, brother, and hopefully we get some answers soon. Uh, today, I'm, I'm stoked for our guest, though, today. Yes, uh, very, very exciting. Let's get into that right away. Yeah. Uh, today on the show, we have a pretty awesome guy. You may have heard of him because he literally makes music. He is in the band The Used, the guitarist and backup vocals. I'm just going to say vocalist. Welcome to the show, Mr. Joey Bradford. How are you, man? What is up? Thanks for having me, guys. I'm doing good. Absolutely, man. Thanks for coming on. Take a time out of your day in, in beautiful, sunny Southern California, which we talked about <laughs> off the air. Um, That's right. Joey, first question. It's the rite of passage here on DadCast, and that is, are you a dad? I am. I have uh, two daughters. I have a 15-month-old. We're still in the month phase now. Ooh. I have a 15-month-old and a five-and-a-half-year-old, which is uh, the half is a new addition recently, and that's very important. It, it is. Yeah. Of course it is. I mean, my so, daughter... So i got to jump in real quick with the yeah. previous guest. Where do you stop saying 15-month-old? Where, where, where does that end for you guys? I mean, for honestly, that's probably the first time I've used like the month age in a minute. I just say one. <laughs> I feel like second kid is like, listen, she's not two. She's not one. She's out there. We're good. Right. And, and that's what <laughs> we go. actually deduced uh, with every guest yeah. when this topic comes up. You are good up until 24 months. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay, at, at twenty, you Even can still at 20, Even twenty months. Yeah, I, it's my, still my, weird. my favorite is those moms are like, "Here, meet my son Oliver, who's forty-two and a half months old." It's like, now I have to do math. How old is yeah. he? Right, we we just cut it off at two. And in your case, yeah. year and a half, good to go. But right year on, and a man. Half, good to go. So five and a half years old, two baby girls. How is that for you, man? It's amazing. It's it's pretty insane. It's really cool. We just um, just finished a big U.S. tour last week, and uh, my five year old came out to the show with mom, and we had her come on stage and dancing around with us. And five and a half. It was kind of the first five and a half year old. Touche. Um, <laughs> it was kind of the first time that she really understood what dad does, and and right. got to like enjoy it. And she came out and danced in front of fifteen thousand people and was killing it. Did so you bring her on stage? But yeah, yeah, we brought her on stage. It was it was super special. It was cool. But yeah, it's amazing. I mean, having having daughters and getting to uh, you know, we travel quite a bit. My wife will bring the kids out as much as she can and uh, get to kind of provide them with a little special childhood. So, I love it. I love being a dad. That's awesome, man. Uh, um so Nick here, he is uh I think at last count, what was it? 873 kids. I think so. Yeah. I, well, he, I stopped counting after 802. <laughs> <laughs> Bottom line, uh, Nick's got a whole, he's almost got a full basketball team. I think seven dang. is the actual oh, number. Yeah. And, uh, That's you know, a lot of children. Here's a guy in his mid 40s who just had a, he's got a newborn still. She's what, five months old now? Six months. Six just months. Six months yesterday. So she's a half a year yeah. old. Wow. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And She's, uh, uh, yeah, 172 and a half days. And you guys are, you're right at, right. I mean, you two are literally living the same life right now with a little one. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. I have a three-year-old as well. Yep. That's still, um, my other kids are all grown up and doing living life. So 
crazy Incredible. stuff. What is, uh, it, I mean, so five and a half. Okay. Six. <laughs> so, you know, six and three months, six years, three months ago, give or take, uh, Joey Bradford, it was a fateful day in your life, and you found out somehow, some way, that you were, in fact, going to become a father. Can you recall that day? How did it go? What were the emotions and feelings going through your head that day? Yeah, yeah. So I was on tour with uh, my last band. We, we were called Hell or High Water, and we were on the road touring in a van, actually. And I remember we were doing a stupid bit for the internet. We were doing some stupid thing in our van, making jokes on the drive to the next city. I can't remember where we were going, but we were in the van. And my wife called me to tell me. And I was like, hey, let me call you right back. We're doing this thing, you right. know? And she she had faced me, and she was kind of like, okay. Like, she really gave me the vibe that it was important, but we had to finish this bit. So I hung up and I called her back like 10 minutes later. And I can't remember exactly how it went down from there, but I remember her being like, oh, I have something really important to tell you. You know, it's like, oh, what's up? She's like, well, and then just holds up the, yep. the stick. I was like, oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> we weren't we weren't not trying to have a kid, but right? we weren't, you know, it was just kind of like, let's see what happens. Um, especially because I was still touring, you know, in a van and we were kind of just making ends meet yep. a little bit. So. It was pretty intense feeling, but it was really, really exciting. I remember, uh, yeah, just being stoked. And all my band was super pumped, and we were like dance party in the van on the way to the venue. It was cool. Nice. nice. Did you make a video awesome. of that? Uh, you, you know what? There's probably a video out there somewhere. I'll have to find it. <laughs> the reaction. The, you know, there had to be yeah, some fear in there, though. For sure. Well, it was more just like, I think, just utter surprise, you know? Yeah just the most the last thing i anticipated her saying on a random phone call while i'm driving to the next venue you know so right. it was cool so fast forward nine months uh were you in the room uh, i was yeah, yeah yeah we had it worked out perfectly i had a couple months off the road um and yeah it was it was incredible by that time uh the band i was in we were kind of we were getting ready to take a big break anyway um which was kind of scary for me because i was like i don't necessarily have a full-time job right now and i'm about to have my first kid and we have life happening you know um and that was uh so basically my kid came and then three days after my daughter was born is when i basically drove up to la and auditioned for the youth and that's when i got the job and couldn't have come at a better time i mean it was crazy even leaving my daughter when she was three days old my wife was very insistent that i go do it but it was terrifying you know yeah. and i i had known about it for a couple of weeks and and being our first kid my wife was a she was like nine days late so it was like well i don't think i'm gonna get to audition for this band i don't think this job's gonna work out but who cares let's jump into dad life and um she came and i had three days to prepare and and dadding for the first time at the same moment so it was it was an intense week but my wife is such a badass and she just handled everything as they do to call me crazy. But that sounds like a pretty stellar week in, 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 yeah. in my book and the, in the history and chapter yeah. of your life. I mean, brand new kid, you get the gig or you get the audition. Didn't know at the time if you got it, but obviously you found out right. you got the gig and you're now right. you are a guitarist of the freaking used man. So that's a, it's a pretty good yeah, week, sure. brother. Well done. <laughs> Thank Hell you. Yeah. Thank you. And it hasn't worn off yet either. It's really, uh, you know, we, we throw around the term imposter syndrome quite a bit. I mean, every, everyone in my industry really does. We have this kind of connection over being tripped out in our lives. You know what I mean? Especially in, in the dad years, we call it, you know, we call it the sober years, the dad years. That's kind of <laughs> right. the, the general uh, consensus of life on tour now with some of these bands that have been around for 20 years is a bunch of dads sitting around in lawn chairs talking about you know, our kids and, and these types of stories. So it's pretty cool. Was there a dramatic change in uh, your life when it came to that and touring? Were you a big partier before uh, kids came along? <clears throat> you know, I never really was. I, I had my moments in my early 20s. I, I indulged and had some fun. And um, yeah, I mean, being on the road, there's there's you kind of have access to everything. But I really... I think I valued the idea of getting to play and work with tons of different people all the time. And I think one of the prerequisites to do that is you can't really be a shithead. So yeah. I tried to avoid that. Um, you know, there was quite a while where 
I was filling in for guys that couldn't get into Canada because they had a criminal record. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I got to stay clean so that when the band crosses the border, they'll call me and I'll go play the shows. Right. <clears throat> but I definitely had my moments for sure, but I wasn't, uh, nothing, nothing to write a book about. How about that? There was no Motley Crue syndrome happening, right? <laughs> no, not for me. I was more fly on the wall. I was, that was, that's the thing. I feel like I was from the time I was 18 on the road for the first time. I think I've always been tripped out that I was able to even do that. I always felt like, how did I end up here? So I never really wanted to mess it up. Yeah. So <laughs> you had, awesome. you got five and a half years experience with, uh, you know, being a dad. Second one comes <laughs> around. Anything yeah. different? Was it different? Was it easier? Was it harder? Cause we, in our experience have found that, okay, pff, I'm a pro at this. And then all of a sudden, bam, completely different, a whole new set of rules. Uh, what was it like in your case? He's frozen on us. Uh-oh. Because, you know, my touring schedule is, is uh-oh, uh-oh. Uh, hold on. Back? I got you uh -oh. back. Are you there? You're back for me. All right. I'm back. You're you back. Did? All right. So, I live in the sticks a little bit. The internet does this. Did you so. get the last question? I did. Okay. I did. We yeah. didn't hear it if you uh, answered it. Um, here, give it to me again. All right. <laughs> Second kid. Was it different for you? Was there a new set of rules? You know, you had all the experience, but... Second kid comes around, and in our experience, it's been like, nope, you can't apply the same rules to that kid. Right. No. Yeah. I, I think the very beginning, um, you know, the first six months or so, we had very similar temperament kids. Both of them were very mellow, which we were lucky about. We even had, you know, we had friends who were going through the same things that had terrible experiences, and their kids had colic or, or stuff that was just like wrecking their lives right and for us we were like can't relate like our kids are killing it for six months you know but then the last the last handful of uh of months with the new one has been hilarious because she's just got her own personality that just exploded completely different from her older sister um but my kids my kids are bruisers like <laughs> my oldest one is like an aggressive lover you know she wants to run up and give you a hug but squeeze you as tight as she can uh-huh um, I think that that's kind of been the biggest uh, curveball that I didn't really anticipate with having a second kid is like toning down the older one to not kill little sister this quick, you know? What oh, I mean? okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, second one is independent. She's super independent, does her own thing. Um, but they're both super cool, and and we're getting to the phase where they can, you know, kind of do stuff stuff on their own. First one, I feel like we obviously did everything with her did everything for her not knowing what kids are capable of and now going through it with the second one it's like she'll be fine she's good right she can yep. take care of herself you know yeah I, I, my uh so i've got a, an 18 year old daughter uh a 13 year old actually no he'll be 13 in like two weeks uh so my son is going to become a teenager god help me <laughs> um and my little girl is uh, just turned 10 years old um I find with the little girl, she is the most independent of all of them. However, <laughs> she doesn't use it. It's always, I know she can go in and make whatever to eat, but it's always, dad, will you do this? It's like, you, you can do this. You know, I've been doing it for yeah. seven years of your life, girl. It's not I the point, Dad. You. I trained yeah. <laughs> you. You know how to make noodles. You know how to literally pour a glass of lemonade. Okay, go yeah. go do it. But no, Dad, I want you to do it. And she's baby yeah. girl, so it's like, okie dokie, I'm going to go do it. I mean, I have those, I even have those memories with my dad and stuff growing up. You know, like you just want, you want your parents to do stuff. You just like, it's, it's funny. It's kind of just like this inherent thing when you're a kid. I don't think you know you're doing it, but looking back on those times with my parents, it's like, yeah, I, I just wanted to hang with pops and watch watch my dad make the salsa instead of me making the salsa yeah. or whatever it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> Full Pretty circle. Special. It's I, crazy. I think I do, I do that with my wife too, though. It's like I'm totally capable of making a sandwich. But I'm like, babe, it tastes so much better when you make it. Yeah, <laughs> I'll hang out with you. Well, you're making yeah. it. But, I'll yeah. watch you. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you how to place the meat in the cheese. <laughs> there we but, go. Yeah, make me a sandwich. Danielle, <laughs> you better do something about this guy. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's, you're, you're doing make me sandwich jokes on the podcast, Nick. Come on. 
Hey, I'm a, I've been sick, man. Valid point. <laughs> valid point. In fact, I would use it to my absolutely make me everything. Take care of me. I I'm must like, be taken care I need of. Some new shoes. <laughs> Come on. You don't need new shoes. If there's anything that you don't need, it's new shoes. He has a problem. Joey Bradford, this guy, he, you, you only see a little bit in the background there, but those, those are just the Jordans. I have sometimes I, you got to treat yourself. You know, I had to go, dude, I had to go buy two bookcases for my shoes, like floor to ceiling bookcases. Cause they were like all over the house. And I was so sick of it. I'm like, nice. I'm going to Walmart. I'm going to spend the 38 bucks on a bookshelf. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The bookshelf yeah, should guitar, be in there. Uh, I have a guitar addiction, so. Well, and that's a good addiction to have. That's kind of what you do. Nick, however, uh, doesn't play basketball. He doesn't yeah. run. Uh, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I rock noble like I'm like a CrossFitter. I don't do CrossFit. <laughs> so, you know, if we're going to apply these things to me, then what's my problem, Nick? I, You know what? I'm not a Jedi. You're right. I am not a Jedi, and I have way too many lightsaber collections from Disneyland. There you go. We're just posers, dude. That's I all, guess. I guess. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's okay. That's the bit that we all are. We're dads now, so it doesn't matter. What is your secret, like, collectible, fun, fetish hobby that is not music related, Joey? Oh. Like, are you, um, like Star Wars or Star Trek or Transformers or G.I. Joe's or He-Man? I mean, what is it from your childhood that you still hold on to today? I mean... Honestly, I wish that I had a cooler answer, but like guitar nerd stuff has always been my bread and butter. That's a like pretty cool answer. And amps and pedals yeah. and stuff like that. Like, um, I'm not a crazy, well, I say that I'm not a crazy collector, but I am always exchanging things out. I want a different piece of gear. I want a new amp to try. I want a new guitar to try. So I'm kind of like, I'd say that's my addiction is finding, you know, a new microphone to try when I'm recording a singer or a new snare drum to try when I'm recording a drummer. Like I go deep down those rabbit holes and it's an expensive <laughs> rabbit hole. <Yes>. To, <laughs> but, uh, but I sell this stuff a lot too. Like that's kind of part of the fun is, you know, I like to buy nice pieces of gear that I'll use. Um, and then when it's time to get something else, I'll sell whatever's at the bottom of the list, you know? Now, on the other side of that camera, are there a bunch of guitars set up? I see you diverting your eyes when you're talking about it. We got all sorts of stuff here. Let's see if I give you a little. I mean, I got junk. It's kind of a mess right now, but I got some, like, amps set up that I'm okay, ready to gotcha. Oh, look at my that. My studio. Got some guitars over here. Got see, Nick, real. Over here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to show you my. Uh, so <laughs> I, I've got this thing about uh, virtual backgrounds here. And for years and years. Yeah. Uh, first couple of years of this podcast, this was the background. Yeah, there you go. You yeah. know what I mean? And and I'm like, this is like the ultimate studio that I've ever seen. Look at this thing. I mean, yeah, come hey, on. See, Can my, you imagine if that was real and I owned all that stuff? This is a mess. <laughs> all right. So we got the the studio. I got a bunch of gear set up. We're getting ready for uh I'm getting ready for another tour. Got a nice. drummer coming in, in like an hour to record. Yeah. Sweet all sorts of stuff it, a drummer from uh i don't know like like a bonham maybe uh i mean <laughs> maybe like tanner neil pert's wayne. kids coming in to record at your place <laughs> i mean tanner wayne is his name he plays drums for the band in flames swedish yeah. uh metal band nice yeah, he's one of the best drummers in the world yeah he's insane he's yeah. doing a, a project for a friend of his and i'm gonna record it and yeah Sweet. see what yeah, i mean so by going off the rails it it, it kind of just so That's our, my our life, good man. buddy Jesse Lawson was the guitarist songwriter for Sleeping with Sirens and has a badass studio oh, yeah. in Redding, California now. Sundial yeah, Studios, Redding, California. Yeah. Check it out he if you're ever in the area. Henry, they called him up like, hey, we got three days. We need to bust out a new album. So in three days, he recorded their new album. I'm like, damn. Wild. Yeah, that's yeah. that's too much. That's, that's, too that's much way work too much. In three days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was, uh, we were texting as he's doing it. It was pretty much nonstop three days, just all day, all night. Yeah. And yeah, dad too. Nice. Totally prepared and just knocked it out of the park. So, well, there you go. If everyone comes yeah. in with songs and they're finished yeah. and they're prepared, I guess that's kind of life. If you come in prepared, then you can get stuff done. But exactly. Yeah. That's not how things go around here. People show up and it's like, <laughs> oh, we got a half a song and, you know, we'll, we'll, start from scratch and finish something in a day are there is your baby girl the older what are you okay with sharing names 
Yeah, yeah. My oldest daughter's name is Edie Lou, and my youngest is Marlo May. Elu and Marlo May. Yep, Edie and Marlo. Edie, Marlo. Okay, Edie. Are you seeing any uh, of the dad genes seep in as far as mu- music is concerned with her yet? Yeah, yeah. And I've like, I've put zero effort into like pushing her into anything, you know, that's like the ultimate fear. I feel like in, in a modern dad is like, cause you don't want to force your kid to do anything. You don't, you know, just kind of like find out what they're into and guide them, whatever. But she's so drawn to it. You know, she'll come down and play the piano in the studio. She loves playing the drums. She's got really good rhythm. And then her voice is like, blows my mind. I mean, you know how it is when your kid does anything. Oh yeah. That's like it's the greatest thing you ever. talent. You're just like, what the heck is yeah. going on? So yeah, she's got an incredible voice. She sings with vibrato, which is like the cutest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> but yeah, she's, she's got the bug. She likes her and I like to uh, make up songs. Like when we're going to bed, if we don't do books, we'll just kind of like make up a song and she's really good at it. So you got to record those people. moments, man, when she, you know, you don't even let her know. I know. Just put I know. that phone on record and set it aside. I have a couple. That's I have amazing. A couple good ones, but it was almost a year ago. I think it was Nick, wasn't when when Avery recorded that. Yeah. Was it that airplane? I so mean, my daughter, yeah, you were in Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah. She sent yeah. Well, I went to Vegas twenty four times last year, so that it could have been any time. But so <laughs> my baby girl, she, uh, I'm getting on the plane in, in where I live to go, and she's and I get a text and and, and I open it up and play it. And she says, Dad, this is for you. I just I just made it. We're talking in like an hour from the time I had left the house to now I'm on the plane. <laughs> yeah. And I open it up and it's a song, the first like the first verse of a song she wrote. And it was really good. I mean, it wasn't like the greatest thing in the history of the world. Let's 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 be honest here. But, but still but it was from her and she was on key. And she wrote the words to this beginning of the song. And if that wasn't enough, she took the time and effort to edit and put a video background to the song and then sent it to me and said, Dad, I was just thinking of you and I miss you already. And I this is so you won't forget about me while you're gone on a two day trip. And, oh my God. and I just was like. I, I, I shed a tear on the plane and anyone and everyone who could, you know, within earshot who wanted, who would you know, put up with, you got to hear this, you guys, my daughter did this. You got to, and I got to <laughs> Vegas and we're doing a podcast and I'm talking to Brian Hopkins, Elvis Monroe, paperback hero. I'm like, Brian, look what my daughter did. Blah, blah, blah. And I was just, <laughs> it's so awesome. And I, I was, love that. And I really hope she continues it. And that's cool to hear that yours is, uh, you know, in doing that too. You know, I, you love it when they do what, you hope they want you to do, but of course you're going to support them in whatever they decide. Uh, but sure, you know, that little, yeah. little push in the direction of where you want them, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. Well, it's cool. I think it's just, uh, you know, we're very blessed to be able to have a space like this, like having my studio on our property where she can just pop down and she just has access to yeah. anything and everything. You want to play guitar, drums, piano, you know, go sing, whatever. That's that's exciting for me as a dad to be able to have stuff like that for her to just like go explore her own creativity. Amazing stuff. Oh, that's and you're going to have a little partridge family here soon. All right, so I'm yeah. going <laughs> to the used path. Did, what did you have any influence on the new record? Did you like write anything Yeah, for that, the last two records um this is what's been so cool about joining this band. I mean, I I grew up a fan of the band first of all, which was already right. a trip. Um, but pretty much like right when I jumped into the band, they were like, Hey, we're going to go make a record. Do you want to write on it? Like, are you a songwriter also? I'm like, yes, I am. Thank you for, you know, involving me. So the, the process with these last two records has been super collaborative in the coolest way. Like, you know, every idea that I have is just as valid as the guys that have been in it for 23 years, which is super special. So um, but yeah, I mean, we, we go into the studio with nothing. We don't show up with demos or, or anything. And, and basically every single day we would start with a conversation in the middle of the day, maybe eat lunch and just kind of chat about our morning. And it would lead into an idea of something that we would write about that day. By the end of the day, we would have a song that was finished that you would hear on the record. So, nice. um, the, the past two albums have been incredible. We just, you know, everyone just meshed really quick. It was a, terrifying for me coming into a band these guys have been doing this together for so long i mean i've worked with 
tons of different artists doing this, but not their thing. I didn't want to get in the way. I don't want to mess it up, you know? Um, but yeah, they really have taken, taken, uh, kind of everything that I want to put into the songs into consideration. And our producer is so incredible too, John Feldman. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's like a full on legend. So, um, I definitely let him steer the ship, you know, like my somewhat type a personality in this scenario, uh, especially in this, this whole industry, I've kind of been that way. I kind of like, uh, pump the brakes on that side of me for making these records. And I think it's pulled out the coolest stuff in me as well. So, uh, but yeah, this record, this new record, I'm super proud of it. Uh, I think yeah, there's, there's a lot there's of not a bad song on the record. It's, oh, thank crazy. you. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's so good. Super stoked. Yeah. I, I'm really pumped on it. I think, uh, you know, we, we started working on the record at the end of 2021. Um, and I think everyone's mentals were still kind of like pretty crushed from the pandemic. Yeah. So there's a lot of dark songs on the record that came from that first session in 21. Um, and then we, we got back together at the beginning of, uh, the beginning of this year, I think it was the beginning of this year. We got back together in LA and, you know, had a couple positive moments sneak onto the record from that session. So, um yeah oh, man it's like how did you there i think there's like two somewhat positive songs on there but the rest are all just like you could tell it was from the pandemic of just kind of being yeah on for years and just kind of like yeah that was so what's insane. gonna happen what yeah. did you do i mean personally how did you get through 2020 2021 i worked more than i've ever worked in my life so i you know first of all it was the longest i had been off the road in my adult life since I was 18 years old, you know, I had maybe spent two or three months at home in a row, but there was always something happening. So, I mean, probably about, I would say like July, June or July is when we knocked down my old studio. So I used to have a space in the same footprint, but it was kind of falling apart and it was like, okay, you know, I'm home for a while. Let's, let's rebuild the studio um, this side of my career was kind of starting to take off as far as producing and songwriting. So we knocked this down and I worked on this every single day. Once we, once the framing was up, my dad and I, and a couple of my friends worked in here every single day until we got the studio done. There's a wood shop attached to it as well, where my dad builds furniture right next door. Um, and that's, I mean, honestly, that's what we did. And by the end of 2020, I had already started producing records out of here before I was even finished drywalling the live room. I was recording bands. So I stayed doing that. I also manage a bunch of artists. I manage like uh, seven bands. I have music video directors that I manage as well. So I kind of just tried to keep my team busy and keep my team working on anything and everything that was the side hustle world. I mean, everyone started podcasts. We were doing live streams of artists. We were doing you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. um, I li- like quite literally was working every single day, you know, between dadding, working on the studio, producing records. Yeah. Um, they kept me slammed. And then once touring came back, I, we didn't do a tour till the end of 2021. So I was home for almost, almost two full years, which was insane. It was insane. Yeah, but I you know, that sounds to me like it was a blessing in disguise, as it was with a lot of people, if you ask them. I mean, look, at you built your studio, you started all these other ventures, yet most importantly, my opinion, quality time with your little girl who was growing up that during was that time. Yeah, I, I got, mean, to, got watch to be there. Right. It was the most, like, the biggest blessing of the whole thing was was that, for sure, like, and then once I started touring again, it was like pretty big shock to her. Oh, but, but like I said, like in, in the past year, I'd say she finally kind of gets it and she's kind of starting to think that maybe dad's kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just so wait till she like, gets older, right. man. Wait till high school yeah. kicks in and <laughs> oh, she's like, dad, yeah. my friends, can I get tickets? Can we go? Yeah. yeah it's. <laughs> Trust I me. I can't wait. I've worked All in radio in. for like 20 years here. Uh, and yeah. uh, boy, do the kids <laughs> sometimes like to use it to their advantage. Oh, I'm here oh, yeah. for it. I love it. <laughs> I get that's like the coolest thing for me. I've been, a, I've done concert promotions for 25 years and have a bunch of friends in the industry. And 
my son, he's in the army. He was home on leave. It was right before the pandemic. And uh, he had this new girlfriend. We had Granger Smith playing the Ashland Armory. And he's like, dude, dad, my girl loves Granger Smith. Can we hang out? And Granger's brother and I are good friends. So I called his brother. I'm like, hey, my son's home on leave from the army. And like Granger took him out to dinner and like took him on the tour. Oh, that's amazing. It was awesome. Yeah. And needless to say, the girl's still around and my son's super happy. So, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. No, those are some of my favorite moments when we get, yeah. you know, you get people to come out and show them the tour bus, show them backstage, like people yeah. that are just obviously not in it every day. And you can see people's eyes just light up and you yeah. know, it's super exciting. I love, I love treating people to that, that kind of thing. That's amazing, man. Yeah. So yeah. Th- this podcast that we're on right now, it was birthed because of, and during the pandemic. And uh, I yeah, love it. And here we are. Uh, I was just, I was looking at my memories yesterday, three years ago, three yesterday, years ago. Yeah. Nick made some <laughs> post on social media saying, Hey, we're going to start this podcast. And, and, and I think good things are going to happen because of it. And here we <laughs> are like, three so years later, Joy Bradford, the used is on. I mean, come on. It's, it's been That's really awesome. cool. So I, you know, I, I, I don't look at while it sucked. Yes. In the whole COVID and all, just everything that you can, that happened, the deaths and, and just the crazy times that it was, it was a blessing in disguise, at least for me, my family, for what we do, and for a lot of people I talk to. Uh, so you can't look at it all that bad. Oh, look, my, my green screen fell. <laughs> there's a little glimpse. There's a little glimpse into the corner of where I'm at. We don't, we don't want any part oh, of that. What's up? Yeah. Let, let's, <laughs> I'm like, what, what happened? Yeah. We got some, like, really cool equipment. And then so where the hurricane hit and knocked down a wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something along those lines. Oh, that's great. Joey Bradford. We do a segment on here called the fast five. And I hope Nick put one together. Nick, did you? Oh, I did. Okay. So uh, it's, it's I worked in radio. We've done a podcast. As I mentioned, I uh, worked in radio for many, many, many years. And I've spoken to uh, countless artists over the years. And we eventually put together a segment, Fast Five. You get the drift. Five fast questions. They're not really important. Love it. And, uh, and I handed that over to Nick. So, Nick, go. So, first question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Dang. Uh, <laughs> it would be... Man, it's so funny how your brain works too. Cause I'm like, the thing that jumped into my brain is not cool, but this is what I'll say. <laughs> uh, a billboard of me with my flying V with my singer holding a leaf blower, blowing my hair and the hair is <laughs> off of the billboard, right? Like this. And it just says, play your guitar. Is there some like that in there? Yeah, you know? it's gotta be. Awesome. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's a side view like this hair flowing off Nick. of the thing. Joey, I think we've, we've, you are going to be episode 125, give or take. Okay. We got a few in the can. But with that being said, I think that is the best answer to that question we have ever had. I mean, yeah, we've had oh, serious, great. you know, you know, be kind and, and hope. And, 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 but yeah. that one. So, so the reason we asked that question is like, it was like a week after we started the podcast, just to fuck with JP. And everybody was like, you guys are idiots and whatever. I bought a billboard on the busiest street in Medford, Oregon, which gets like 100,000 cards a day or something, and said, the number one parenting podcast in the world. (laughs) With our mugs on it. Yeah. That's a genius move. And uh, And at the time, that was a bold-faced lie. Uh, Yeah, totally. (laughs) We had like, what, five listeners or something? Uh I mean, that's marketing. That's how it works. It was. No, I love love that question, though, because that's so funny. Uh that's something that, you know, as a musician, sometimes I feel like I don't really have a place to give people advice at certain things, but right. that's something that I've taken with me with a lot of my old friends that I'll run into around the country, around the world is, Hey, even though you're not in a band or even though you're not doing this, like, I know that you still have a guitar sitting in that closet, like pull your guitar out and play it. It's good for your mental health. It's good for everything. So I always try to tell people, play your guitar. Nice. Number two, Nick. All right. Number two, what is your favorite meal to cook for your daughters? Um, the five and a half year old is going to be the one that's eating the food. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. She is, uh, kind of picky. Um, I love when it's kind of a group thing, but I love when we make, um, 
we do chocolate chip muffins together as a family. And that's really fun. My kid will lick the bowl and all that stuff. But other than that, her, her go-to, her specialty, which I can just slam out super quick is uh, Greek yogurt with strawberries and granola. Oh, that's all kids like, but I'm that's like that. the one. Bam. Yeah. yeah. Healthy. I like that. Yeah. It's all about freaking hostess cupcakes. Well, <laughs> oh, and whose fault bad. is that? Mom, that's all. That's all on mom. That's uh, that's so mom. funny. Okay. Now, my wife is really good on that. We try to keep a, a healthy household, and we're kind of on that um, homestead kick a little bit. We have a garden now. We have chickens. We're kind of in that world. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty funny. Like I've got the the yogurts, the Greek yogurt, the granola. So like before I go to the gym, when I feel up to it, he'll sit down and have breakfast with me, and it's always a Greek yogurt with the granola. If it's mom and him breakfast, it's hostess cupcakes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to instill some some goodness in this kid. Oh, uh, that's a good bit. All right. Question number three. What is your favorite vacation spot to take your kids, your family? Ooh. Um, vacation spot. See, this is a tough one because vacation to me is being home. And, and like the kids and the family will come out on tour sometimes, which is super fun. So we've, we've had them all over the country. Um, my wife will usually fly out and we'll like rent a minivan and we'll follow the tour for a couple of days and just kind of pop off wherever, you know, we've done it on the East coast a couple of times. Um, my, my oldest, when she was really young, came out to Europe when we were on tour out there, she got to go to Sweden and Iceland and a couple other cool spots. Um, but man, I guess around here we go, we go, uh, there's a camp spot that we'll go to in Oceanside on the cliffs there. And we'll go kind of hang out and set up a tent. That's kind of fun. Sweet. Very cool. Yeah. What is your favorite venue to play? Wow. Um, you know what, right now, uh, the, uh, shoot, what's it called? Five Points Amphitheater in Irvine. That's kind of like our our Southern California home spot right now. And is that Irvine Meadows? Last... Formerly Irvine Meadows. I think so. Yeah. I think it's the same spot. Yeah. So it, we just did a uh, show there for fifteen thousand people, and you know they know every song. And um, man, that one's that one's super super fun. Uh, the Gorge in yeah. George is incredible. I love that spot. Uh, the forum, that was a trip to play the forum in LA. That was like, just felt like royalty was all around us, you know? Mm -hmm. And then tiny clubs. I mean, there's tiny clubs all like the Troubadour in LA is one of my favorite spots. It's like a 400 cap legendary rock room. Mm -hmm. Um, but man, I like playing shows no matter what tiny sweaty club, big old festival for 80,000 people. They're, they're both like. It's different, but it's the same kind of eye. It's really fun. I saw Incubus before they were huge at the Troubadour, early 90s. Freaking, Love that. Yeah, and yeah. Like 311 there with Viper Room, so many shows. And oh, yeah. Rainbow Room. And freaking, uh, just that yeah, little strip of sunset. No room for your gear. Yeah, it's just total shit show. The yeah. dressing room is <laughs> like there's five bands sharing like a five-by-five five room. Like It's great. You can't you sit on anything, places you know, up in Portland, Oregon, like that, where Dave Grohl would play before Foo Fighters were big, like right at, towards the end of Nirvana, right before Kurt died, Dave would show up and at these little dive bars up in Portland. And it's like, dude, I guess I saw Foo Fighters a couple times before yeah, the yeah. Fighters. I'm like, holy shit, this is cool. This is the drum yeah, Roseland Mom. ballroom up there. That's a super fun club. Yeah. I played a bunch. Yeah, it's I mean, it's it's a trip. I kind of I have a bad memory with with venues. I do this a lot where it's like, oh, you know, I don't know if I've ever heard of that one. And then we'll show up to the venue. I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been here 12 times. You know, <laughs> yeah, like, right. <laughs> I've played pretty much every little nook and cranny in this whole country and definitely all of North America and kind of all over the world. So it's pretty cool. All right. So besides the used, what is your favorite band that you've either played with. No, 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 no. Like, that's my question. You stop it. This is a different question. No, 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 no. I'm going, uh, uh, uh. you know, no, no, no. You heard what he was about to say, right? Here's my question. I, I'm I totally did. interrupting you, Nick. Okay. Okay. Just wait. I'll go. No. I'll ask a different question. Okay. Just we'll go back. But remember what he was about to say, Joey. Okay. Again, <laughs> you'll you. see, Got you'll you. see. I'm about, right. uh, -uh. So, no, no, so no. We've all had funny dad fails. We've all fucked up and done some stupid shit with our kids. What's the funniest thing you've done? Ooh. 
funniest dad oh. fail with my kid. Aye, aye, aye. Or maybe I, not I, funny. I, I like, it doesn't have to be funny. I'm trying to think of any. fail. <laughs> I mean, I can't think of like specific moments. I definitely have like handed my kid. You know what? I'll just say that. I, I recently thought it was a good idea to give my kid a milkshake in my truck. <laughs> and that lasted. Yeah. See, there you go. As simple as that. And that lasted three seconds. And then it kind of like exploded on my brand new truck. And I was like, well, that's my fault. Totally. 100%. Right. Like what? what Especially if you're going down happen? a dirt road, you know, not paved. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, we, we, the other day we let our kid stand in the back of our, uh, we have like a towing trailer on our golf cart. Yeah. Take the trash cans down and whatever. And we let her stand back there and and she took a pretty big tumble. She kind of like tumbled out of it. It was like, why did we let her do that? But she's a tough kid. She's good to go. I did the same thing with my son. We was about so, to skate in a golf cart. Yeah. <laughs> I got a funny Whoops. Liam story. So my, my three-year-old, his name's Liam. We're at Walmart a couple weeks ago. And Ooh, a new my story. My wife's at the checkout. Right. Yeah, this is, this is a good one. My wife's at the checkout. I'm grabbing like some waters or something. And Liam's like, dad, I want to go get a candy bar. So I'm like, all right, you're like literally like two feet away from me. I turn around for a split second. He grabs a candy bar, goes to some other lady's cart, starts talking to her and throws candy bars in her cart and thinking it's his mom. So I'm just standing there like, when is he going to realize it's not his mom? <laughs> That's so good. And I'm like, and I, I'm like hey, it. Liam. Hey, Liam. He just looked at me and just turned white. He's like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It was so good. I, I wish I would have pulled my phone out and filmed it. So it was like it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. But the saddest thing at the same time. Glutton, Nick. Uh, Always glutton his kids. All right. Man, we're we're getting near the end of our time. Um, I'm going to ask that question. Okay. Okay. All right. That, that Nick was about to ask. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> he started out. What is your favorite venue? No, no, you already answered that. You're, anyway, yeah. here's the question. You can play any show with any artist, living or dead, who you have not previously played with. Who's it going to be and where? Wow. Um, dang, that's a tough one. You can do multiple. Think- there don't have to be a single yeah, yeah. It's I think festival. one of the most fun this will this is kind of out of left field, but one of the most fun live shows I've ever seen that I think would be a blast to play with um is the darkness. And if you've never seen the darkness Dude. live, <laughs> they are on another planet. Like they're one of the most entertaining bands ever, and they're one of the most talented bands I've ever seen. Um so that would be sick. I would love to play with them. Uh I'm a big, I'm a big like Radiohead fan, and I kind of like dig into that world too. I think it would be crazy to get to jam with those guys at some amphitheater and just see what happens. You know, they seem like the kind of band that that'll just go right and without a plan. Um, man, who else? Everyone. I love playing with all bands. It's like my favorite thing. There's filling in with bands, learning someone else's records, doing all that. So you it's know. it's a darkness Radiohead Muse Joey Bradford show. That's that's yeah, that's go. That sounds pretty that's freaking good. amazing. So my to question me. was completely different. Okay, all right, sure. <laughs> what what was it? Go ahead, Nick. So my question was: other than the used, who is your favorite band that you've either played with or opened for? Okay. Um, so funny enough, one of my bands opened for The Darkness, which is where I came up with my love of this band. There right. we go. But uh, uh, bands that I have filled in for that were my favorite. Um, I got to play guitar for Thrice for for oh, a nice. handful of shows, and that was that was a huge thing for me because I grew up same kind of thing with being in the used. I, I grew up such a huge fan of Thrice. I like, crashed my car when I was sixteen listening to Thrice. Um, but yeah, I got to play with them. I was selling merch for uh, a nonprofit at the time. And we were on tour with Thrice and Dustin came up to me, you know, a few weeks into the tour. He's like, Hey, you play guitar, right? I'm like, yeah, dude, totally. What's up? Like, well, Tepe has to leave his, his family's going through some stuff. So we had to leave the tour for a bit. Would you mind filling in on guitar? I'm like, yeah, totally. And he walked away and it was like, what did I just agree to do? Right. Like, let's go, you know? And I yeah. had to learn, learn a bunch of songs in, in a day. And, um, 
but it was such a trippy moment because Tepe was, we were on their bus and he's showing me how to play these songs that I like kind of already knew how to play from my bedroom. Right. And he's showing me on the, his, his black Les Paul that was was legendary. This was 2009. Okay. So yeah. And that honestly filling in for those handful of shows and getting to do that stuff with Thrice was a huge turning point in my career. Cause I was, Mm -hmm. I was a crew guy and I had played some bands and we were kind of like the opening band um on tour with a bunch of people whatever but once i did that it kind of was like hey who's this guy he seems like he seems like he's good enough or whatever it is you know and then from there i kind of bounced around with a bunch of bands and i became like the fill-in guy for a while okay um but yeah then i filled in for uh I'm just going to take your question and run with it. Thrice was amazing. Um, I filled in for a static lullaby. They did a reunion tour a few years back, and that was a really fun tour. Nice. Um, the, those shows were crazy. I got to play with a trade. I would play guitar for them for about a year, um, and that was amazing. They took me all over the world to play those shows. Some of the biggest shows I had ever played in my life at the time was with them. Yeah, all of those bands. But Thrice was the big one. That was like, yeah. I can't believe so, I'm playing yeah, with so my I favorite to- band. Thrice and uh, Deftones played Bend, Oregon, God, probably, I want to say, seven years ago. And they had a fill-in guitar player. He looked like you. That's why I was asking. Oh, that's funny. No, it wasn't yeah. me. I, I, I played a few. Um, I played like a week of shows with them in 2009. And then when they kind of broke up the first time in mm-hmm. like 14 or whenever that was, I played their final show with them there and i've played like a handful of times i'll come out and play guitar with them if Dustin wants to go jump in the crowd or something yeah but still some of my favorite moments like playing in the used is the biggest dream come true of all time but like right behind that was getting fill in with rice nice i don't think you're playing with the used anymore you are part of the used my friend hey i'll take it you know what i'm saying all right (laughs) beach or mountains uh mountains movies or tv movies magazines or books books all right what's one thing uh joey bradford can't leave the house without sugar-free red bull dude (laughs) deep dark addiction all right so nick did you see what i did there okay i threw in the the question The question, but I didn't set it up. Now, that's what I need to do moving forward. Um, Now, I'm going to horribly disappoint you, Joey Bradford, because I'm going to tell you a story. And you may leave going, well, what a dick. But this is what happens sometimes. Everybody leaves that way, though. Yeah, yeah, you know. so, So that question I just asked you, what is one thing you can't leave the house without? is uh, one of those questions that working in radio I just threw out to pretty much anyone and everyone. You know, it's part of the Fast Five. And most of the time, you get an answer such as that, which is fine. There is nothing wrong with that answer at all. But one particular time, uh, many, many, many years ago, I asked that question, and it was the most profound answer to that question I had ever heard, and it took years and years and years and years till I got another equally or close to good answer as that original one. So Mr. George Thorogood was on the phone and I asked him, okay. George, what's one thing you can't leave the house with? And without skipping a beat, the man says, kissing my wife. Dang. And I said, holy crap, that Winner. is. Yeah, yeah, right? And uh, so yeah. I throw that question in here and there. And usually I set it up though. I tell this story, then I ask the question and it gives guess time to think that time i we're just gonna see what happens but uh no, so, I think the setup the setup for that was perfect that was i was about to take a drink of my dark addiction too. <laughs> <laughs> you and my lady no, are great. one of, one of the above and then and then it was i, I literally just uh, well i was gosh i was just watching it what who was it nick wasn't it jonathan Sheck? yes no yeah. yes he was a good one but uh, no it was uh five for five it was john Andrasik. Um, okay he uh he gave probably the second best answer was uh to that question and this was very recent uh that episode dropped just a couple weeks ago um but he answered uh, i cannot leave the house without acknowledging the fact that this world is a pretty terrible place at, at, at times and people can be cruel and a lot of people do not have the life that I have so I cannot leave the house without acknowledging the fact that how lucky I am that those kids and that family behind that door are healthy 
and living a good life that I've provided them. And I was like, Oh my God, that's a really good answer too. Yeah, you know what I mean? Easy, dude, I'm out here drinking an energy. <laughs> <show>. <laughs> Making and, me look bad. Yeah. Sorry, babe. <laughs> <laughs> so this is why I apologize. You're going to be like, what a dick, you know? Oh my God. But, yeah, no, that's great. I love it. <laughs> all right. Uh, Joey, the final question, unless you got more, Nick, you got anything for him? No, I'm good. All right. The final question that we like to ask on Dadcast, I like to feel like this is one of the most important questions I ask. No pressure. Um, if you were to give any advice to any new dad or about to be dad, what's it going to be? Um, just love your kids. I mean, it's, it's something that is such a simple concept and it really helps your mentals at any given time. Just love them. And I will say, and I do this consciously as much as I can when, when things are getting really frustrating and hard and, and, you know, why is my kid acting this way or whatever? Um, I try to consciously realize that these are the exact moments that I'm going to miss when they're grown up and they don't want that anymore. And you hear that so much. I think that was really good advice for my, my parents and my elders is soak up these times, even the bad times, like really try to embrace it. Try not to lash out when things get hard, try to take a deep breath and realize that you know, these are little carbon copies of us and we got to give them some grace and realize we're going to miss all of this stuff when they grow out of it. So just love your kids and love the moment and, and embrace all of the things that are happening while they're growing up. That is good advice. Absolutely. However, I, if I do must, I will not miss them asking me for money. I'm just saying. Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> it's coming, sure. my friend. It's coming. Oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. It's coming. Uh, Joey Bradford of the used. Thank you so much, man, for taking time out of your day coming on dad cast. It's been fun. Uh, you're a hoot, man. That was awesome. I hope you don't leave here going that JP. What a dick for asking that question, but you know, <laughs> love it. Well, thanks for having me guys. I appreciate yeah, it. Man, thank you. Absolutely. And to everyone watching and listening, wherever you may be, however you may be listening worldwide. Thank you so much for your support. We appreciate you, Nick. You got something before I end this yeah, thing. Check out our brother podcast, the rockstar dad show with Jared and Gary from bowling for soup. Yes. Those check them out. Awesome. It's an amazing dads, show. We dig it. Dads. Yeah. And for everyone else, thanks for hanging out, watching. We appreciate you so much. Make sure you do all the things on social media, like comment, subscribe, all the things, do it. We appreciate you. We love you. And we'll catch you next week on the very next episode. Have a great rest of your day. See ya. And later, Joey Bradford, man. We love you. <laughs>